The following is presented by Lanier Technical College, Concept One Pulley Systems, and Year One Classic Muscle Car Restoration Parts. Hit it! Hang on, you're now part of the fastest podcast on the planet, Bud's Garage Overdrive. Produced in the studios of Jacobs Media, located in beautiful downtown Gainesville, Georgia. On today's show, more Bud and the Bills. Roger Penske looks at the future of racing, synthetic oil changes, plus part two of our review of the new products from the Las Vegas SEMA show with Bill Nealis from Street Toys and DJ Bill Wilson. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery right now. Let's kick it in overdrive. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut. Bill Nealis from Street Toys. He was our guest and guest host last week, and he is definitely a car nut. And uh, that puts us at Bill Squared because we still have Bill Wilson in there behind the window producing everything for us. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Where would I go? Yeah, where would you go? I don't know. And have this much fun. Right. With your clothes on. Um, okay. Topics of the week. Current events. Last week, we were talking about Teslas. We were talking about things you can do, can't do, cars that will drive themselves. Mm. And uh, Tesla recalling all their cars for the self-driving deal. And now Ford has taken a hard left all of a sudden. And they're uh, they're going to build, they're going to reduce the amount of lightnings that they're building. Uh, the lightning came out in April of last year. And it was supposed to be a you know a big a big launch. Yep. And they plan to reduce 3,200 vehicles on an average week. And now they're saying they've lost 1.3 billion compared with 1.1 billion in the previous quarter. We're into the third quarter, fourth quarter now. Um, but it's for the year. It's going to be a 4.5 billion dollar loss for its EV unit. And it says it still wants to continue investment in a next-generation EV, and it's, it's still going to cut back, though. Not only is it going to cut back on the production of the F-150, uh, they're going to they're, they're cut it back to about 1,600 instead of, uh, you know, roughly 3,200 a week. They're also going to postpone their $12 billion in a planned EV investment, including the construction of a new battery plant. You know what this boils down to? Go for it. People don't want them. That and, you know, the thing was when they first, what I can remember on this vehicle, believe it or not, though. Oh, yeah, you The yeah. dealers could, they could show them. Yep. They could sell them, but they couldn't deliver them Correct. for a period of time. Correct. Um, which was a neat thing because uh, myself, you... A lot of friends our age, back in the day, at my dad's store, they would cover up the outside with newspapers yep. in the middle of the night, yep. bring the new Impala in, for instance. Yep. The 61 Impala or whatever it was. They would, it was, and then the next morning when the dealership opened, there was people outside yep. looking waiting. into glass waiting, yeah. until that paper got, or whatever, they parked in front of it, a big truck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pulled it away and debuted this car because people were excited about it. And I kind of thought, I know it's weird, but I thought it was kind of a unique idea what they were doing. It's a teaser. 
Yeah. yeah. And they were doing it, and, and it, it, it was something new. Something, well, wasn't new. We redid it again, like we do a lot of things, songs. Sure. And, and well, I think, the, you know, naming it the Lightning. Yep. First thing when I heard a new Lightning was coming out, I was thinking, like my old Lightning I used to have. Right. And, of course, you know, it was a different... Yeah. Different way of doing the same thing. Exactly. Kind of, sort of, yeah. And, you know, uh, started looking at it. And, you know, I'm immediately going, well, you know, I can put subwoofers in the front of the vehicle as well as I can behind sure, in the, the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can put more subwoofers in this Lightning now because there's a whole thing in the front where a motor used to be. Yep. And I can make this thing really pound. And I got to looking at that, and I'm thinking, this this thing could go. And, and people were like, I bought it, but I can't drive it for... I forget, uh, 60 days, 90 days, it sat at the dealership after they got them. And it was kind of unique, and then all of a sudden, um, yeah, it went. It just flopped. Well, and all of a sudden, when you do get it and you hook a trailer to it, your 250 or 300 mile range was, Max. you know, instantly Empty. cut in half. Yeah, right, so that was that was what they were telling you could do. Right? On In a flat ideal, road. On dial, uh, ideal situation. Exactly. Thank you. Not what it was going to do. And of course, you know, we, we never buy anything and say, oh, we're going to do what the manufacturer recommends. There's, yeah, we're yeah, going to take yeah. it to its yeah. absolute. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I hate it that it's not working. But again, like you said, the whole idea of it is it's, it's, it's not working. So they're going to cut back production, which uh, I hate it because we know that that cuts back food on table for the men, guys working in the plants well it but but it used to be that we'd come out with a new vehicle like this mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd produce them mm-hmm. now I, l- let's go back to a non-ev oh, you, yeah. let's go back to your 61 impala okay it's 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 a new vehicle mm-hmm. we're going to build you know ten thousand of them right and we're going to sell ten thousand of them yes right off the bat mm-hmm because people want that new impala mm-hmm. because they haven't read about it on the internet for the last five years that's right and it is unique, and they just got to see it today, and everybody wants one, blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, we're looking at vehicles that are going to be manufactured in 10 years because the manufacturers have to look at them. And we're seeing the previews in Motor Trend or wherever it may be, 2025 or you know 2030, this is what this car's in it. You know, I'm at the point in life where I might wait five years for that car because it's going to be super cool. Yeah. If I, I last that long, I'm just saying. You know, and the crazy thing is, in uh, 1961 on the Impala, what was the big change? Uh, it had uh, three. It didn't have r- fins. And it had three round taillights in the in the back yeah. instead of two. No that fins. Big deal. On a you bubble know? back window on some of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They did. Those are probably limited special editions. And a 409. Know. Yeah. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Let's go. I want one now. <laughs> no, you can't get it. But what Ford has come to the you know the reckoning of yep. is we're losing money like crazy. Why don't we just build them as people want them? Mm-hmm. To my mind, that's saying, why don't we just build to order? Because there's no sense building uh, a, an F-150 Lightning mm-hmm. and scoping it out the way you want to scope it out or, or you know, putting the options on it that you want it uh, because if it ships and somebody doesn't want those options mm-hmm. uh, it's going to sit so what and you're also saying that maybe they could command their price for it too because 
It's an open sheet. We have check boxes, yep. and every time you check yeah, a box, here's order. what the price is. That's here's right. what the price is. That's right. And uh, yeah, I could see that. Because um, right now, if you jumped on one that was 100 grand when it came out, you're, you're going to be lucky to get half of that. Right now. And I'm not talking F. It could be an F-150. It could be a Dodge. It could right. be a Chevrolet, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting to me because Motor Trend Magazine, in the same week that this came out, unveiled the Blazer EV as the 2024 car of the year. You're right. Well, how are they going to sell any more Blazer EVs than they are F-150s? And Chevrolet doesn't make hybrids. Ford Ford is going back to taking care of the hybrid business because they know they can sell them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not as cheap as the gas version of, say, like an Escape. Right, right. But and they're already geared up to build them. They've been building them since 2006 in the the, the uh, example of an Escape. Exactly. And they've already and they already know what they're doing with them, and they've got a a, a proven vehicle that they can go out and sell and there's no range anxiety and then when we finally get if we finally get the you know the infrastructure for evs that's a win-win for them exactly and toyota does a lot of uh yeah. hybrids yeah um they've know. done the same thing toyota has taken when they when they took the president of toyota mr toyota mm-hmm. and stepped him down a notch mm-hmm. because he came out against total evs mm. and their stock took a hit because of its stockholders you know now that whole situation has changed they realize they can build 90 hybrids to every one ev mm-hmm. exactly footprint and, wise yep and at one point in time same guy says so oh, i know we just designed and built a diesel motor for our trucks yeah but the price of diesel went up like 10 cents that week yeah scrapped the project All right so, you know, they don't have a diesel motor. You know, we're here in the United States, and uh, I own a diesel, mm-hmm. but it has a purpose. Yes. I also have a, a little tiny truck because it has a purpose. Correct. Um, very, and you bought them because you wanted to. Well, I wanted to, and, 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 I'm, and they have their purposes in, in my life. So long story short... Um, I'm thinking that maybe they missed a little bit of the boat market because they don't have, say, a diesel one. They don't have. I do a lot of fleet management stuff and sure. and buildups, and um, you know, 90% of those vehicles are diesels because they run, they sit idling, they 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 get on the road. They're you know less maintenance, uh, you know, um, but overseas. We were talking about this earlier about your weed eater being electric. Yeah. Overseas, weed eaters are diesel. You go to Italy or somewhere like that. Uh, you have, buy a Mac uh, weed eater? It is, they're diesel. They're, they, they run really? off of Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't have uh, a lot of gas. Uh, you go over there and there's not a lot of gas cars. Mm-hmm. They could be uh, a three-cylinder diesel. Sure, yeah over there running and you know it's it's unique that uh they that that i don't know how much they're going to change coming fast in the future if they're going to go straight from diesel to electric or you know it's a it's amazing that you go to people and and we're talking and seeing is i can't believe the guy's lawnmower's running off of a diesel but 
you know, there's new cybersides running off diesel now. I'm waiting on the new cybersides to become electric, but you're going to get stranded in the woods on the trail. So Not if you do what the train locomotives do. Okay. That's the ultimate hybrid. Yeah. You've got a diesel engine mm-hmm. running electric motors. Yep. And, yep. and folks don't even think about that being a hybrid because you couldn't put the thing on steel reels or rails. Right. And make it function properly with a diesel engine in it because of the herky-jerkiness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get the train moving. <laughs> right. That's why, you know, General Motors started with the electric diesel way back in the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think that hybrid, and you were around when this happened. You and I were building carburetors when we were kids, all right? Then they introduced this magic thing called fuel injection. Well, Corvette had it, and... Volkswagen had it, and but that was different. This was going to be mass-produced. Mm-hmm. And you open the hood of the car, and you had a throttle body sitting there. Well, right. That looked like they took all the old carburetor castings <laughs> that they had left over right. and stuck a shower head over it and sprayed fuel in it. Exactly. And that's basically what they did. Yep. And then we got to port injection and sequential and non-sequential and all the different fuel injection we got now. And what did it do? It did away with... with uh, pollution controls that were ridiculous that we had on the cars in the 60s yes. and early 70s. Yes. I worked in a Ford slash Chrysler dealership, um, and we eventually went to two buildings, but we were doing it all in one building at the time. But you'd be working on a, on a Ford LTD, okay. and it would have a variable venturi carburetor in it. Mm-hmm. And, and then it would be built in a certain month. And the next month, you'd have another LTD, same car, same options, same everything in it, and it's got some other widget on it to try to control the stuff coming out of the tailpipe. Yep. Once we went to fuel injection, all, all that weirdness went away because we could you know, control what was going in, mm. and that helped control what was coming out. Well, we're I think the same thing's going too. on here. Yeah. You know, we're putting computers in cars, too. Yep. You yep. needed a computer to run that. Yep. It wasn't manual. It wasn't gravity. Yep. Uh, so, it, you know, the car was getting smarter, supposedly. Yeah, but the drivers haven't. Well, yeah, and the engineers, were they staying up? I mean, you know, so when you were starting to see the fuel injection on cars coming out, mm-hmm. stay the Stingray, you said, right? How many well, years? 50, prior, 57. How many years yeah. prior to that was that some was engineer somewhere oh, yeah. staying up all night, throwing darts at the wall, trying to figure out how to make this thing work? Yeah. You know, engineers, I, a lot of times in my world, I always think that the engineer that, I'm going to say Ford, that, or, or Chevy or Dodge or whatever, uh, you know, um, that the engineer that uh, works there doesn't drive that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So say he work, he's an engineer for Toyota. Mm-hmm. He drives a BMW, right? Could be. That's a status. Yeah. But it's like, go drive what you're working on and, and see what the problem is. And, because you, I realize you're in a room, you're in a controlled environment, and then you send somebody out to go drive it around, well, they're going to just drive it. Right, yeah. They're not going to load it down. You say the thing can only haul 4,000 pounds, for instance. I'm sure, just throwing yeah. a word out there. Mm-hmm. But of course I'm putting 6,000 pounds in it. You know, is it going to bottom out on the road going down? I mean, it's it's kind of, yeah, not every vehicle's designed the way it should have been and come out correctly uh, to the point that, um, but I like, you know, that the carburetors though, but, you know, fuel injection, now you can put cleaners in them to clean them. Yep. 
and they go back to close to original, being productive. Where carburetors, especially Quadrajets and Rochesters, you know, there were so many times your car would start running rough, and you're yep. like, why is it doing it? You take it to the, the shop, and you pull it in, and you tell the guy, yeah, it's running rough, that sort of thing. Does it need new plugs and stuff? And the guy says, I can fix it with a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. All he does is tighten the carburetor back together. Because right. they would literally vibrate apart. Correct. When they started doing it, uh, they weren't running right. Yeah. You know, dumping too Sucking much. air. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, they come along and it's a lot better today, I believe. Now the restaurant side of it, I don't know. Uh, I, I hear a lot of guys complaining about it, but again, did you start, because they do give instructions with that Oh, the last thing you, last thing you look at is the instructions. Yeah. Hey, it looks well, like a carburetor. Let's just bolt it yeah, down and plug it yeah. in. Yeah, and you know, and and the brain needs to be so many feet away from this, yes. so it doesn't get crosstalk or or the heat. Yep. Does it malfunction? You know, it might run great for the fifteen minutes, and then when you got down the road and you nailed it because everything got hot. Yeah, there you, you go. Had, yeah, you had wires wrapped around something or doing something. Yeah, but if it's a carburetor, I can take it apart and fix it. Yeah. If it's if it's a sniper, I can't. You sent it back to Holly, and <laughs> yeah, which owns everything now. Yeah. Uh, there was more buyouts. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of buyouts happening in our world. Well, we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. uh, as we get into yeah. part two of uh, yeah. our discussion on the SEMA show. Yeah. Uh, you, you being a former racer. And, you know, you're still involved in racing uh, at, at some level all the time. Um, Roger Penske has given his vision of a NASCAR future, and it, we bounce right back to hybrids. What do you think? Well, uh, maybe so. I'm thinking about four years ago, there was e-racing that started. Yeah, yeah, e, e, Formula yep. E. Formula E. Yep, yep. And, you know... I would watch it because um, I'm competitive, and mm-hmm. I like watching competitive sports, and, and racing uh, is a sport to me. Um, and I liked it because uh, it was kind of weird that, again, you were talking about the F-150 not being able to go down the road towing the boat. Well, they knew that they were not going to come in and swap batteries. No, they're coming in and swapping cars. We're going cars. to swap cars. <laughs> yeah. So it was, okay, it yeah, was but what different. If, what if DeWalt came out with an electric car and the, the pit crew could run out and just stuff a battery in Another where, battery? where the fuel cell is? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you click it and roll it forward but, and click but it DeWalt in. But DeWalt especially, it'd be beautiful, a yellow-black you know, Can we battery. get it down to five seconds? <laughs> Jam. You know, that's hard. Bring thing. the forklift, you know. <laughs> Or a pit, you yeah, know. So yeah, you know, I did watch e racing, and it was something different. And um, I would turn. I didn't personally get to go and see a race live, which I would if it was right. in my world. I would have. Um, they didn't run them at Atlanta Motor Speedway, so I wasn't no, there. Let's that. So long story short, uh, when I would do it, and I was by myself, I, yeah, the volume would go up because I wanted to hear the torque because they. You can hear the, the noise and and, but, and, the, and the squeaking. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, it had its own sound. Oh yes, yes. Again, it didn't sound like a NASCAR. It didn't sound like an Indy car. But it was its own world. And I'm thinking to myself back then: Is how hard is this going to take off? Are they going to start out with 16 cars, and next year have 36 cars? Um, their numbers have stayed about the same. Right. But uh, you know, and I could see something in a hybrid. 
I think already we're seeing that in the racing isn't, um, we had some hybrid cars, I believe, at the Petite this year. Yeah, and, and Roger Penske's talking mm-hmm. about uh, uh, the end, uh, the IndyCar series that he owns, which, mm-hmm. it, you know, recently announced 2.2-liter twin-turbocharged V6 with hybrid technology. Mm-hmm. Well, here's where you use the V6 to take you down the straight. You lift off the throttle, and the hybrid pulls you through the turn, and you're back on the throttle again. And when you hit the brakes, is it charging the batteries? Probably. Maybe. I would think so. Yeah. I would think. I would think mm-hmm. instead of you, um, in, instead of you, taking the pedal to its max, to to bring you to a stop or create heat, all of a sudden you're letting the electric motor do some of the mm-hmm. braking for you, which which takes care of some weight transfer. Because you know, yeah. the minute you nail those brakes, you bring all the weight to the front of the car. If you can do that linearly, is that the right word? In a lineal mass matter, mm-hmm. where you're you're jumping off the throttle and it's gradually, you know, breaking itself. You're not transferring that weight around. There's there's a lot of possibilities, mm-hmm. but when you read a little deeper in the article, then he sees a hybrid sedan series being possible. Okay. Well, that's what he says. You yeah. Know. Well, hey, you know, the guys had visions before. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? And, and you're going to have to come out with something because what, uh, what wins on Sunday still, to some extent, sells on Monday. Yes, sir. And uh, Denny Hamlin, you know, jumped into the, the fray on that. He says we still have to have some, if people are driving hybrid cars and we're still out there driving nothing but internal combustion, mm-hmm. there has to be some relatability. That's right. Because the older fans, myself included, and yourself, mm-hmm. are, are going to go away eventually. And it's oh. not, not going to be relatable. Faster than the new people are coming in, unfortunately. Well, yeah, because um, I was, we were talking to uh, Brandon Hutchinson from Atlanta Motor Speedway and even Ed, Ed Clark. Uh, we've got them both coming up on the podcast uh, they said, you know, the event's got to be an event now. Yeah. It can't be just a race. That's nope. not enough. Well, Humphrey did that years ago. Oh, no. It's an he event had, with a race uh, in it, yeah. I mean, he, you know, had people jumping bikes and landing in cannons and all sorts of stuff before his races. They just didn't have any halftime I breaks. applied for a job as a human cannonball one time. And how'd that work out for you? Not well. They said they wanted somebody of a different caliber. Oh. So they hired him, but then they fired him. Ah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bill. That was a one-day show. Oh, that was was good. Uh, But Penske also points to Toyota. And we talked about this last week, as a matter of fact, uh, as a leader in hydrogen car. Uh, They already have one hydrogen, uh, a French team had a hydrogen car at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Toyota Mm -hmm. races a hydrogen internal combustion car almost every weekend. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Just just for kicks. That's his thing. Yeah. Goes to local races for it. And I think we're going to see it. I I think we're going to see a little bit of everything. And it's interesting with, with Roger Penske owning a big truck rental company. You know he's gonna he's gonna be involved with what comes along with the big truck stuff, and yeah. I think what you're gonna see is hydrogen fuel cells uh, in these big trucks, and uh, you know hydrogen's got three times the uh, capacity of gasoline energy in, involved in a equal amount, and uh, you know I think uh, 
hydrogen is going to be something like gasoline is now to some extent. And it's just as safe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's how, as long as you control it, it's safe. So, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, again, like you say, if we don't do something new, um, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I don't want to watch the Bears every week. You watch somebody else once in a while, you know, even though you're a Bears fan. Bills fan. Bills well, fan. you're a Bills fan. I'm a Bills fan. Um, and that's that's hard on your system. It just is. <laughs> Trying to watch the Bills every week. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, just saying, you know, but that's you do something. They have different venues to go to. So, yeah, you, you got to change it up to get people's interest uh, back up. Because we get bored easy. Oh, don't we? Um, you know. I'm, I'm good at the drag races. Three and a half seconds. I can pay attention. For a second. Yeah. At, at a NASCAR race. We go walk and yeah, we talk we go, and we go we get talk. something yeah, to yeah, eat yeah, yeah, and find yeah, yeah. a different view to come back. And well, as long as we're talking that, what do you think they should do about the length of NASCAR races? I know that the the length of the races governed to some extent mm-hmm. by the manufacturers uh, that are advertising on television. Right. And I can't watch a race on television. I just cannot. I, I can go out in the garage, put it on. Uh, a PRN or, yeah. or one of those. Oh, I love doing that. But I, I cannot mm-hmm. stand the commercials. I realize you got to yeah. have the commercials to pay for the racing, but I, that's just I, I can't sit still for three hours of anything. No, um, so. there are times and a lot of times, unless I'm at a live event, um, that report record button comes on. Yep. And I watch it at my convenience, and I fast forward through that. Yeah. So I don't have to watch the same commercial, you know, 30 times during a race. And it's the time of the race is time of the race. Um, you know, a tensit, how long can you keep somebody on one thing today? It's like, you know, back in the day, you would sit down and watch Sunday afternoon football, for instance. Yeah. Or you sat down to watch the race. That's what you plan on doing it. After you cut the grass or you got back from church yeah, right, right. and you cut the grass and you start watching the race. And uh, so um, then as people are like, oh, the races are too long. And then they started having segments where they stacked the field back. Up. Yep, yep, yep. And which I, to be honest with you, uh, I and I love racing. Um, the teams work, learn to work that. Well, that too, but, you know, do you really want to watch 12 cars on a lead lap? Yeah. No. I want to see them running together door to door. Uh, they don't have to have a caution. You know, I work on cars. I know what the money's like. Um, people go to races to, to see wrecks. I go to see good racing. Sure. And if them stacking them up, say, four times, I call them stacking up, you know, restarts. Restarts, yeah. Four times mandatory that day uh, to put on a better show because it's a show, right? It is, yeah. It, 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 it keeps people more uh, tuned in type thing, I would say, because, you know, you could sit there and... Uh, and the TV's one thing, too, because they do stuff. That's neat. But you were bringing it back to, uh, again, broadcast. It's like you yeah, and I broad, right yeah, now. Yeah, broadcast. We're painting a picture for yep. your listeners. That's right. And the better picture we can paint, we're going to have a better listener. 
right? Right. So, and, and they do a great job doing that. There's a lot of times back in the day, the TV was on, but we also had Listen that radio. radio. That's right. Because I could, the radio was keeping me informed of what I wanted to do that day, but I had other things. I could have been painting a chair. I could have been staining something outside. I had radio on, and I was listening to Kawiki and Earnhardt go at it or whatever yeah, back right. in the day. Yeah. Um, and they do it today, and I still do it a lot. I mean, you know, I uh, talked earlier in the last podcast uh, about Sirius XM Radio. Yep. One of the things on how it got sold was we had a NASCAR channel. Yeah. And you could listen to it because... If, say, a truck driver, I'm on vacation, the kids are sleeping, I'm going to go travel, I would have to start dialing and finding, and I'm missing half the race. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, with, uh, with that happening at the house, I could go do things. Obviously, you know, if you want to listen to it while you're cutting the grass, you put your headphones on. Sure. But, uh, you know, the, the, the periods of the race, no, they don't need to go on for five hours. We got other things to do in our life today. We're busier than what we were. Well, 15, and five hours is, is television broadcast. Yeah. The race is still, uh, you know, for the most part, the races, you know, Man. consume about three hours. Tell them to crank the motors, let's go. Yeah. God bless America and let's go. Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't need to three, two hours in front of it knowing about Jimmy Johnson's. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I follow that. Yeah. If I want to do that, I tune in on something else. Yeah. You know? Um the rest of the story but yeah it's a it's yeah and and same way with uh football i was listening to somebody the other day that they said they were going to get up because there was a football game starting at like nine o'clock in the morning really yes Uh, the football game was going to start at nine in the morning this is nfl and it and then they would have go from there to the one o'clock to four o'clock and then there was a a night game oh no no that's way too much. No, that's, that's, that's overload. <laughs> For sure. Who Absolutely. won the game? Yeah. That's all I want to know. That's so, right. you know, it's, yeah. And then going back to Denny, what he's saying is, and I understand what he's saying is, you know, you get too far out. IndyCar's an IndyCar, but NASCAR, we want it to be, you know, people complain when they got off carburetors because, yeah, but your car hasn't been carbureted in how long? Well, that's right. They're catching up to the streetcar. Well, I, my, my friend that worked for the Richard Petty Driving Experience, mm-hmm. he said a lot of times a couple guys would show up and want to, you know, do the experience. Right. And they'd be arguing whether they were going to jump in a Ford or a Chevrolet or, or a Dodge mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. They were all Chevys. You're right. <laughs> oh, I understand. They had a different body on it. No, no, no. I understand. And, and when's the last time you saw a rear-wheel drive Toyota race car? You know, or, or a rear-wheel street. drive street car? No. You know, so. Truck. 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 I don't believe they make. uh, Okay, so let me ask you. I've asked everybody else who comes on that's that's a a racing person. uh, Why not run them all three series at the same time? They do it at Petit Le Mans. They do, and we enjoy that. Um, And And, and guess who owns IMSA? Powell. Yeah. So it's it's a a thing, and you know you would think that, but. And you can't you can't deny it, but you know that going back to you know you throw it out. I could if you didn't say they do it at the Petit Le Mans, I could have gave you twelve different reasons why we don't do it. You know, but the crazy thing is, uh, with me knowing, it's the same tire from the truck to the mm-hmm. cup. Yep, they have different names on the outside. Yep. 
You know, I've been there and got tires from a truck team that didn't make the race to go on the Xfinity, and we go over to NASCAR, and they would scan it to say it went out of their name to our car, and we would have to go back to the trailer and get a rag with some mineral spirits and wipe it so it didn't have Wrangler on it on our Xfinity car. Yeah. Okay, so um, it again, and they're doing one-day shows though, which is nice. Yes. I mean, that, that has, you know, it used to be you would go Thursday and come home Sunday night late. Yep. Um, they're doing one-day shows or the trucks. And they're breaking it up, too, because the trucks might run with Arca somewhere at a different venue. Sure. And, and Xfinity and the Cup's over here. Or maybe you might have the trucks and the, the Cup here. Well, logistics is the drivers and the teams. Well, and, you know... Um, and to be honest with you, if they ran them all on the same day, you wouldn't get all your hot dog and Coke money. Well, that's you true. You can only sell so many hot dogs and Cokes in yeah. one day versus if we ran trucks yesterday and Xfinity today and Cup tomorrow. We got three different. Maybe we don't have the same person coming through the gate. And a lot of times that don't happen because uh, maybe somebody had Friday off and could wash the trucks in Xfinity but had to leave to pick their do something with the family yeah, sure. or work in their life on Sunday. So they didn't even stay for the cup race yeah. or vice versa. You got your day trippers. Yep. Uh, I got Saturday I can go or Sunday. So I get to go Sunday. So if they ran them all, you know, like us with the petite, it happens once a year for us. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a weekend. We yeah. know we're staying at the track. Exactly. And, and it's planned yeah. a year in advance. Yeah. And people do this as a fan for NASCAR. It's like people tell me, oh, I didn't know when it was. I'm like, it's the same time it was last year. That's right. You know, I hear people. Not oh, this I, year. I would love to go to the 2024, same. everything's going to be. Oh, it is? Different as far it as is. Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, SEMA's going to not be on halloween oh. next year. Okay. So they're, they're splitting it up a week. Oh, really? Yeah. So long story short. And, I, and I'm bad well, it's always about, been yeah, that way. But I'm bad about going to a NASCAR race because. Of the date. Of the date, and I want to catch up with my guys. Yep. I know my guys that work on teams are yep. going to be at that racetrack. I can't go all over the country and catch up with them. I'll, I'll, I'll phone them once in a while That's or whatever. Right. But I can go see my guys, you know, get credentials. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I can get credentials so I can be in the garages mm -hmm. and stuff. I can go see my guys, mm -hmm. watch the beginning of the race, Yep. hop in the car, Yep. put on PRN. And, and be home before dark so you don't have to look at the bright dark. lights. Yeah. I understand, brother. Yeah. Been there, done that with you. Yes. Uh, when we yes. can get your truck started. That was a different story. That's a whole different story. <laughs> it's all gonna, about we're, batteries. We're talk and we're about talking that. about batteries, right? Uh, That's so funny. And that we, we are going to be talking about batteries, <laughs> yeah. But before we get to that, let's talk about synthetic oil. You sell Joe Gibbs oil in your store. Driven. It driven. is now branded as Driven. driven I'm yes, sorry. it is Joe Gibbs. Yes, yes Lake yes. Speed and, yeah. and, and Junior yeah. and yeah. Joe started. Have you ever that. been to Lake Speed's uh, YouTube channel? Uh, not Oil Geek. Yes. Um, yeah. Interesting and, stuff. Yeah, and he's uh, over with a uh, uh, who's the ring people he works for now. Um, true, not true. Uh, I got. I'll think of it in a minute. But he actually moved on to uh, doing some work with people that make piston rings. Okay. Um, his daughter has a place that's... Capless Rings? No, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'll know. think of it. Yeah. Give me a second. Yeah. You'd think I'd have it my forehead stamped in. Um, we'll just call him and say, hey, where are you at? Yeah. So that's somebody you should have on your podcast. 
Yeah. Yes. I, he's coming to the school when I was teaching. Yes, I know that. He I remember. In, yeah. uh, yeah. He would come in and uh, do his spiel and have his little slideshow. Yep. And I've done that with uh, him at a couple of different uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. Years at the school was one and down in Atlanta and uh, some other places to the point that um, if I could get some copies of his slide at one point, I thought, because I was selling so much and trying to get the awareness out there, on, on the on product the yeah. that I could almost do the seminars. Uh, yeah. Word for word. That's yeah. how many times I was with them. And, <laughs> and you know, that was a, the reason I used that stuff. It was kind of, uh, you know, <clears throat> so I tried to build my mo- my motors back late eighties. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit before that. And, um, I wasn't a motor man. Okay. Um, not like the problem was I was getting out ran by people and I'm like, man. And I said, who built your motor? And they tell me, well, it was somebody who builds motor. That's all this guy does. He's got, yeah. he's got one thing he does and that's it. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, you know, you're trying to build a car. Build every, the every dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and, uh, long st- <clears throat> still cellular telephones that we didn't have towers in that town. Yeah. Right. It's time. So, I was doing that and decided, you know, I got to go find an engine builder. So, okay, you go find an engine builder and here's my thing, uh, budget racing bill. Uh, I got to find somebody. Yeah. I want something good, but I need reliability out of this thing. I don't need to keep buying like four or five of these motors a year. Yeah. Right. Um, cause I was already blowing up pop, yeah. and I was already blowing every one I built. Yeah. I mean, just destroying like the, yeah, the carburetor was still good. Uh, <laughs> so long story short, uh, we, you know, I was doing that and then started realizing, okay, the top three guys tonight all had the same engine from the same guy. Yeah. So we got to start working on, yeah, driving is, you know, is the Indian, the, the arrow thing again. Here we go. And then it's like, when I met Lake for, I can't tell you how I met him, but I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing this with Joe Gibbs and we're going to do this. I'm like, so what's so neat about it? He says, well, we're going to put some additives back into oil that was taken away sure. a while back. And uh, oh, cool, what, that'll give you more longevity. Okay, I like that. And um, I'm going to be able to make your motors run cooler. Not 30 degrees, but 10. Yeah. That's a lot. 10's horsepower, right? That's right. So I started doing it, and what I did was literally, I was like, you sell me a couple of cases. Let me run it. Well, first of all, we got to get your old oil on. I said, well, I'll drain the plug. He goes, no, no, no. I got to sell you a break-in oil. Even though your car's, your motor's running, I want you to put this break-in oil in there, go run a couple laps, bring it in, dump that, put our stuff in. I got to get all that old contaminated stuff out of the motor. Right. Break-in oil has a lot of detergents and stuff in sure, it to yeah. get all the, yeah. So we did that, and man, yeah, the motor ran cooler. And I was impressed, and pretty soon, I'm like, if you believe in something, it's easy to sell it. That's it. I believe in this stuff. And I started doing stuff, selling it by the cases, cases. I'm taking it to NASCAR tracks. Yeah. Even though I was working on a car, and, and I had it my late model, my super late, I was taking it because teams were like, hey, 
yeah. I'm like, I'm on my way. I can bring, uh, you know, I'll drive the truck. I'll fill the back of the truck up with. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it worked out good. It was a good thing with him. And plus what they did too with, uh, and I don't want to get off what we're talking about, but what he did with that oil was a lot of how Joe Gibbs come up with this. One year NASCAR was just blowing motors. It was back when Labonte, the 18 car Labonte drove for him. Everybody, and they're about ready to lose a championship because, man, they can't keep a motor together. Nobody can. Right. They took zinc and out of the oil mm -hmm. because the government decided we don't need zinc and oil. So what the zinc does is it lets the oil get absorbed into the cam or to the metal so it's got, does its purpose. Well, they're taking the stuff out and they're running these motors. They weren't, they were trying to change. Dude, uh, the, you know, the rod people, we got to fire them and hire these new rod people. It's not that. It was what they were pouring on top of the motor that changed. And finally... Because it wasn't going into the parts, it was going on the parts. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, again, a smart man, Joe and his engineers figured out it was an aha moment. Well, let's, how about if we just pour zinc in our oil, right? Well, I think that year, because they didn't blow motors as, I don't know how to word this, as much as the other competitors did, right. they ended up winning a championship. There you go. So Joe doesn't go out and dig in the ground and pull oil out and make his own oil. He doesn't own refineries. He right. has somebody make this for sure. him. And he has his stuff put in it and he labels it. Especially with these old hot rod motors that are flat tappet. Yep. Um, they need zinc yep. in these old hot rod motors. Well, you got to start them up and run them for 30 minutes just to break the cam. In. Exactly. Much less everything else. So, you know, that was kind of a unique deal. And he's a neat guy. Uh, they taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um and beautiful people but his daughter actually right now what's unique is little vials you dump your oil in it you send it to them and they'll send you back a sheet yep telling you that you got antifreeze or you've got uh, uh cam bearing wearing yeah yep. it's like they look in the oil and they can tell you it's sure, because it's all made out of different substances exactly yeah. so his daughter has actually opened up a business and uh on her own and uh she has that going and it's kind of unique that so you can... joe's daughter or lake's daughter lake speed jr's daughter, daughter. Okay. yeah yeah she opened up a business and that's what they do is uh they 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 just tell you what's what's they don't tell you how to fix it yeah but it's kind of unique that you can see that because if you had a problem with a motor or, uh, you know, you build a motor that's sixty, dollars $135,000 for your mm. toy, yeah. um, you can run it for a while and, you know, you're draining it to change the oil and hit that vial tube, send it off, and you're like, get it back. And they tell you that... Uh, you have water or something and you know i'm just being uh picking something apart but they'll tell you what's in your oil and you can almost save a motor because you've seen it and you go oh, stop yeah. i got a ring broke yeah i didn't know i had a ring broke there, no. yeah yeah you yeah. didn't you didn't hear it while you're going around the track right? no you don't hear stuff <laughs> okay so let's get this synthetic oh, yeah. oil 
Uh, as, as opposed to regular oil. And I, I wanted to address this because Tim and I had been talking about it. Um, and it, it's, I, I went to Car and Driver's long-term test that they did. Um, synthetic oil is still made out of oil, okay? And we've done this little bit on the show. Let's say that we had a, a room, let's say our, our, our bench top right here, we had a bunch of ball bearings on it. Mm -hmm. And they're all different sizes. Okay. The smallest ones, the most perfect ones, represent synthetic oil okay because it, it's engineered that way it's got different additives and stuff in it and they use the the prettiest most you know round little bearings that makes up your synthetic oil with the additive package and you'll notice when you're running synthetic oil good good synthetic oil doesn't change color much it doesn't uh, you know when you drain it out uh, at at 3,000 mile intervals like we're all you know accustomed to programmed you know it looks it looks like it's you know brand new mm -hmm. and uh so what the article addressed is we know that it it lubricates very well cools better it does all the things that you mentioned with the the other oil. Mm -hmm. uh, i think the gibbs oil i don't think that's a synthetic oil is it a synthetic or is they it do a, have now okay synthetics right. yes uh, but it's the additive package that makes the difference in the oils exactly plus the size of these little make-believe ball bearings mm -hmm. okay and so it still comes from oil it's not coming from some kind of magic compound but you don't need to change it as often as we used to change our regular motor oil okay you, you're, we're either going to agree or disagree on this no, according to accord, according to car and driver mm -hmm. uh, if you look at your intervals in your owner's manual most of them now have gone to 7500 miles mm -hmm. now a lot of us just can't we just can't live with that because nope. it's our engine. We right. got to change it every 3,000 miles. Right. Even though we could probably go twice that. Exactly. And so we compromise and change it to maybe 5,000 miles or something like that. Best rule of thumb is to use what the manufacturer tells you in your, the, the manufacturer of your oil and your owner's manual mm -hmm. to keep track of it. But you got to remember how you drive. That's a big part of it. Yep. If you drive to the grocery store 10 miles a day and drive back home or you get on the highway and you drive a long way and get everything up operating temperature mm -hmm. you would think that you're putting more miles on your oil driving on the highway but you're not really nope it's worse to be that Round occasional town. car that's you know driven around town never really gets up to operating temperature yeah the gauge may come up to operating temperature but we're talking about the metals and everything that goes on inside the engine. You're, you're getting moisture out of the air all the time because your engine is an air compressor. Mm -hmm. You're bringing in whatever humidity is out there is getting in your engine. Consequently, moisture is getting in there. If you don't get the engine warmed up, that moisture never evaporates. You know, so it's always in there. So you talk about getting your, your oil tested and you have mm -hmm. water in it. You may not have water because of a mechanical problem. Exactly. Could be, it could be because... Uh, driving yeah. habits. Driving habits. Exactly. So if you got to take in how you drive and where you live, dusty or cold or whatever. Exactly. And factor all of that in. There, there is no one answer for, you know, which is better. It um, you know, depends on who's in the cubicle writing the article. So here's my thing. You okay. say uh, conventional oil. We drive it in our vehicle for 3,000 miles. When we drop the plug, mm -hmm. it comes out 
like looking like coal. It's black. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just a different. Um, but when we pulled it in, it looked clean. Yeah. It looked the same color as that synthetic you poured in. Mm-hmm. Now, when you drop the plug for the synthetic, it's not as dirty. Mm-hmm. Is there less detergents in there, or is it? It's a different additive package. Yep. But it don't. It is it not cleaning the in, uh, the inside of the the. Uh, you know the piston ring you know the, the cylinders are they not getting clean because oil will do that because where's the darkness coming from yeah okay i'm not going to assign you homework i didn't last week so i'm not this week that's going to be tim's homework when he there gets you go back. Why, why why going why is, it's got detergents in it. i know conventional has detergents in it yeah um synthetic why doesn't it come out dirty and another thing is, too, is, you know, and I know we're talking synthetic and, and transmissions. Mm-hmm. The oils and, and the lubricants for automatic transmissions have changed over the years yep. drastically. Yep. And so has the transmissions. Used oh, to be yeah. you could pull a dipstick and see if your transmission was low on fluid or not. Mm-mm. Today, mm-hmm. they're sealed. Yep. There's no. So we go 150,000 miles on a transmission, but we change the oil in our motor, transmissions get hot too. Yeah, but there's no combustion byproducts. There's uh, pressure not inside. Right. 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 It, they do have ball bearings that move around, well, yeah. or they used to. <laughs> <laughs> ball bearings, needle bearings, roller yeah, bearings. Oh my, I couldn't tell. A combination of all of those. No, uh, I, I couldn't. How many be. I've chased around on the floor? At least you knew where they went once you found them. Yeah, but there was never as many. You, you always lost one more than you needed to put back in. <laughs> uh, uh, that's not my world. That's my U-joint story. You know, when you drop that U-joint cap. Oh, joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just yeah, get a new yeah. one. Just get a new one, bud. And don't put in a floor like I got in my garage because you can't tell where anything fell. <laughs> it's gorgeous stuff. It is gorgeous, yes. Yeah. But I crawl the around on the floor a lot looking for stuff. Okay, last <laughs> week we... we uh, we were talking about Concept One on the uh, podcast, and uh, you know, you, you bring up precision and and having things right in in the oils, and you know, people like NASCAR people, um, you know, everything's precision. It's got to be made right. It's got to fit right. And if you're building a street vehicle, or a race vehicle, or anything that needs a pulley system, Concept One is the place to go. They're here and coming. They're a family-owned business. Uh, and they and they know beyond how to program a CNC machine. And they've got CAD drawings of uh, LS engines on their on their computers. They know how to configure things, and they also know what kind of pressure you need for your power steering, what you need for an alternator. Uh, any question that you you know have about a component that's driven with a belt on the front of your engine, you can call them, ask them what system they've got. Uh, they even, the last car I built, I was at the radiator shop and I was telling them what I was building it for. I was getting, I was getting the radiator redone, mm-hmm. all right, and it's a 73 Mustang. Had a real radiator in the back then, Correct. A, a big one. And I had the fan shroud, which was still intact, and I'm talking to the guy that owns the, the radiator shop here in town. And he said, uh, you're not going to run electric fans on that, are you? I said, well, I figured I would, and, you know, it's... That you, you're building one of these. That's what everybody else does, right? That's what everybody else does. He says, I can prove to you that if you've got the stock fan, it's not a, a, a clutch fan. Mm-hmm. If you've got the stock fan, you've got the shroud, 
and you got the right radiator in the car, it'll run cooler with your mechanical radiator. Yep. Or your mechanical fan. Mm -hmm. So I called the guys at year one. I said, look it. You know, the shop's telling me this and this and this. And because it, it, he, when he explained it to me, the fan is much bigger. It utilizes the whole shroud. When you start putting two fans on, mm -hmm. you're covering up a lot of the shroud area. Not as much air is moving. So they designed my pulley for the fan to fit the mechanical spacer block by making a small change in what they were machining. Exactly. And it worked out perfect. So why do you think everybody went from, besides getting hurt, uh, Kenny Schrader lost a finger because oh, yeah. of a fan. Yeah. Um, besides that, why do you think everybody went from a mechanical fan to electric? I think, uh, I think clutch fans had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the weight of the fans, you know, hanging on the front of the power. engine. Mm -hmm. Horsepower to some extent. Um, you don't need a fan necessarily when you're going 70 miles an hour. Nope. And so you had that option. To turn it off. Turn yeah. it off mm -hmm. or have it thermostatically operated. Yep. Uh, but again, if you're running fans, you yep. might have to change the alternator. And so. bring it back up. So, and then going back to... Uh, the and a fan. And one more thing. I had a big block Oldsmobile uh -huh. that, you know, if, we go, if we'd go cruising in it to uh, um, Gatlinburg or someplace... You know, sitting in traffic, uh, you had the heat and everything else on trying to circulate water. Because a, an electric fan can run at a constant speed, a higher speed, than your, you know, your mechanical fan that's sitting there having to idle with the engine. Right. That's another reason for an electric fan. So that was just for the radiator side of it. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, and again, back in the day, we used to put underdrive pulleys. Yeah. Yep. Your guys could probably come up with a design for the underdrive pulleys. Oh, that gave us... they can. I bet. Oh, I bet. they can. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they they can do the stuff for the superchargers, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And the big belts. Yeah. So check them out at Concept1 or C1.com. Uh, there you go. All right, time to get into part two of the SEMA show, Mr. Bill. All right. So Tell us two. what else was going well, on. Well, there's second levels. Oh, yeah, there's there more than go. one level there. All right, so we, we went through this the sound enhancement stuff. Yep. Uh, yep. Went through some of the other products that they did last week. How about you guys do uh, suspension mods? We do, and then you know they're coming out with new, uh, new pieces. And then as the vehicles come out, I'm going to use say Tundra. They come out with a complete new design. Correct. Well, you have your pro comps, your ready lifts, uh, your Fabtex of your life in in that industry. Um, again, behind April. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just so slow coming to the market with something that they could ship. It's real simple. Right. To uh, Then you, you find these guys that, uh, like C1, we're, we don't care about everybody else. We're just going after the brand new Tundra. And we're going to make a lift that works, and the geometry is going to be right. We're going to be able to, to do this angle. for. We're the, trying to be everything to all people. Yep. Yep. But... Yeah we have the product available mm -hmm. and <clears throat> so been doing this for a couple of days i started asking questions they have answers that's what i, I don't want to hear somebody well let me get you somebody well i should have been talking to him to begin with yeah right right um I'm let me get my little notebook out that tells me what i'm supposed well, to that say or you know at least a guy was uh you know you went over my head you're asking me questions. Well, you, this is the only thing you do. You work for them. You know, 
I want to know how much my 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 uh, dry shift angles are going to change when I put a four inch lift on this truck. Mm-hmm. Am I blowing your yeah. <laughs> knuckles out or yeah. that sort of thing? Um, again, with the the computers on the cars and all the sensors on it, when I lift it up, what's it going to do? Will pull out of my garage. You know, that sort of thing. So, you know, you find people like that out there. We brought them back. They work real well with us. And then um, you've got... So uh, who do you use now? You know... For it, the most it, part. For the most part, I like ReadyLift. Uh, there's other companies out there that, that they just don't... The parts don't fit or the parts aren't on the box. Yeah, right. You know, we've got a new person jumped into the industry and they are trying to make everything or put their name on everything. And I had a customer the other day wanting me to put his product on, which is big side of my store. It says we do not sell product. We don't we don't install product. We don't sell. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he's why not? And here I am. I'm I'm burning daylight. Yeah. But I'm going to work on this man's truck. Mm-hmm. So we go out to his truck. Do you have it with you? Yeah, I got it right here. So cool. Let's open it up. Open the box up. I get the instructions out. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, here's there's this part, this part. I start doing things. I said, do you have another box? And I'm already looking at box. It says box one of one. Right. No, I don't. I said, tell me where all the hardware is to put this lift kit on. Where's all the nuts, bolts, washers, shims to make this? Oh, I said, no, no, no. That's the reason. Now, if we use mine and one of my guys say, hey, I'm short uh, a bolt. I've got another kit in the store that I'll go steal one out. I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to burn them. They're going to overnight whatever to match that kit, right? And the vehicle's going to go out on time, a line. You're smashing bugs tonight at 5 o'clock, like I said. I was going to, you can pick your truck up at 4 5 o'clock. Yeah. We're done. We've already test drove it. The wheel's straight, ride's nice, there's no, nothing on the dash, flashing, uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, you do that. That's part of the show is, you know, you got to get educated. I used to go out there a lot, and Wayne did this year in his business. Um, now, Wayne is our, our Chevrolet guy. Wayne is our transmission. Trans- uh, the transmission. Yeah, Wayne Jebo yeah. owns oh, yeah. uh, high-tech transmission, yep. yeah. So oh. long story short, uh, he's never been to SEMA. Wayne used to be my crew chief on my race car when I drove. I mean, he was there, would bleed for me, man. Wayne seen me more than he did his wife. No lie. And uh, love the man to death. But long story short, uh, I kept telling him, you need to go. You need to go to the show. Meet, at least meet the people you're spending $2 million with this year. Right. Um, There's seminars there that you can go to in your world because his world today is yeah there's ball bearings and the shims and all that yeah, to yeah, take yeah. a chance it's, it's all about making that yeah, yes yeah. that that car now even though you took the transmission out rebuild it and put it back in you got to tell the car the transmission's back yeah you got to reintroduce it yeah you know that way it works and there's nothing on the dash yep you know um, so, and he went out there and that was a good thing for him, even though I didn't go to that seminar. Right. But somebody that was going with me went there and got educated in their world. So that was a good thing. And, um, so, you know, it's back to Tesla, you know, he's building tunnels everywhere to run his cars. 
Did you I know did that? not know that. Okay, so they are boring holes underneath the earth for their cars to drive. Not yours, not mine, theirs. You have to have one of theirs. In Vegas, there's miles and miles and oh, miles. Well, well, how, how do you get permits to do that? Well, you're Elon Musk, I guess. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. So it's kind of unique that, again, we walk out of the show one afternoon. I'm with Johnny. Yeah. I said, well, our truck is parked the other end of the show. Yeah, right. And that's a walk. Yeah. Johnny's like, well, we'll get a cab. And I said, that's a walk. Wayne says, what are we doing? I said, we're going to go over there and we're going to go downstairs and walk over. We're going to stand like at a bus station. They're just going to pull up. We're going to jump in and we're going to take it to wherever we want back out. It's like you're, you're, you're a mole going underneath the ground. You and, and they're using it. Teslas to do this? Yes, they are. That's all they use. Wow. Mm -hmm. And they're building them not only in Vegas, more cities. It's not a big... It's, I think uh, they'll have it so at one point in time in that town, they'll have it so you can go from one end to the other underground in a Tesla. Hmm. And it's theirs. And it's free. That's the best part about it. You, there's one thing in Vegas. Vegas is so expensive now. Oh, yeah. I, I've been going out there for so many years. It doesn't matter what you do. It, they see it's coming. Plus, the F1 race was coming. Mm -hmm. uh, the locals didn't like that at all. Uh, they were shutting streets down. So your Uber oh, yeah, drivers, yeah, yeah, your right, cab yeah. drivers, uh, restaurants. They were putting, you know, a fence, a safety fence in front of the in front, front door. Yeah, sure. Shutting your place down. Were they going to give them money? I don't know. But, yeah, it's just uh, I got to watch the race on TV. Okay. But, you know, they started at like 1 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. our time. Yeah. So, again, TiVo. Yep. And watched it when I could. And, you know, they had massive issues at the beginning of the practice was destroying cars with manhole covers because they were sucking them up out of the ground. You knew that, right? I did not. Okay, hear about so that. practice one on that road course out there, the cars got up to speed and the fastest. And the pit, they didn't take into account the suction. They had them the sealed down, but they didn't do it enough, oh, man. Okay. And they were pulling manhole covers and mm -hmm. uh, waterhead covers up out, and it was coming up fast enough that it was ripping the batteries out of some of those cars and, and, and some of the undercarriage was getting ripped out of these cars that they worked on for how many man hours they oh, weren't going to fix yeah. it and then F1 says oh you can't work on that car until tomorrow even though it wasn't your fault you didn't you didn't fence it right yeah the track come apart but we're not going to let you work on it for a while so yeah it, it was kind of a a growing pain for them in that town that town and they put it so close they shouldn't have it so because it was within 30 days but the infrastructure to build the racetrack in the middle oh, of a okay. city yeah yeah that you had one of the biggest shows of the year there yeah uh so yeah it's it, it's yeah i'm they used to have smaller shows i'm going to one in uh, february in Kissimmee, florida it's called the big show um, it's put on by a, a distributor, but he, they're bringing everybody in. Um, I've done that for quite a few years. They moved the show around. Um, they put it in a convention center. It's uh, Gaylord Convention Centers. They're, I'm doing that in February. Uh, can drive, don't have to fly. Right. And, uh, and I will see... 
a lot of times, you know, I used to go out to SEMA and then go back for CES, Consumer Electronics Show. Correct. Now, I don't have to go to CES because that's more refrigerators, washer, dryers, right. uh, that sort of TVs, where uh, SEMA has attracted the, the Rockfords, the Alpines, oh, the, okay. the car audio people yeah, into yeah. that, which is nice. And they're bringing new things in. I mean, the last time we had uh, something really... Uh, in, in the car audio business was Apple CarPlay. Right. And then the next big thing is um, wireless Apple CarPlay. But again, wireless and audio, your mics are all plugged in. They're digitally plugged in. Right, yeah. If they were Bluetooth, the sound probably wouldn't be as good, correct? I have no idea. I'm thinking we're losing something. Oh, yeah. And here. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're getting noise. Yeah. We might not be losing anything. We're gaining noise somehow. So they're doing uh, a lot better things. I'm still waiting on Bluetooth power. Hmm. Why can't I uh, Bluetooth an amplifier and, and, and not have to run RCAs to it from the radio? Yeah, right. And still get it. Now, audio and video is two different things. It's a lot harder to do video transport sure. than it is. So we're, I'm waiting on that. I kind of thought I'd see something this year, and I didn't because it's been a running joke in my store for years. Right. Once Bluetooth come out on, you know, for us driving Bluetooth radio, you know, car is so we can speak. I'm like, whoa, I want Bluetooth for everything now. Yeah, I want right, it. Yeah. Bluetooth, Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. It'll come. You know, we talk about it. They'll hear us. They'll they'll go with it, yeah. and then they'll become the billionaires, and we're fine with what we do. So, but yeah, the show, you know, it was a, a big show. Uh, tenants. One of the biggest thing I've seen about that show is normally about the second or third day, you can't get a T-shirt, can't buy one. Mm -hmm. um, I think attendance was down this year to the point when I got back because they knew that we were there. They started sending me emails wanting to know if we. Needed any shirts, jackets, hoodies. Ah. Huh. they had leftovers. Did somebody make too many? Or did they finally get smart enough? Maybe we'll sell them. But you're stuck because they got digits on them. I normally wear a shirt that says yeah. SEMA 2010 or 14 or something. Yeah, you don't right. want to, yeah, go into 2024 buying a 23 shirt. But, <laughs> you know, buying the old die cast off of the yeah. last race of the year. Yeah. The sales were always down because... They ain't gonna have, they're not going to have FINA on a 20 car no more, right? No, that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's going back. But, yeah, you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of weird. Uh, and then Friday, what they started doing the last few years out there is uh, Friday, you can walk off the street and pay and walk in. So we got kids and strollers. and Time to get out of town. Well, I've already gone. Yeah. Um, the, the show. I started doing the same thing on the line. Yeah, uh, which, you know, it's kind of. I get it. We both have a friend that has a restaurant here in town that come out Friday to do the same show because he could get in. I, I told him like six months in advance, if you want to come Tuesday, I'll get you something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but long story short, they did that. And uh, it's like, you know, it, I, it doesn't affect my world. I don't care. What I heard, though, from my suppliers and the guys, the boots on the ground that had to stay there and work that booth to the last minute. Yeah, they had to answer questions. Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Right. Uh, do you work here? Even yeah. though that, you know, yeah. there's 15 people in that booth wearing the same shirt and yeah. it says their name of what's hanging above yeah. you. Yeah. 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 And it, no. Where is they going to help shoot something or show you the new latch on the trifold bed cover? Or, yeah, right. 
Yeah, let's set the kid up in a razor so we can turn the music up and let him feel it for a minute. And the, the razor don't smell like it did before. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it is different, you know, so it's uh, the, the education part of it is becoming more of a car show. You know, uh, when I started going out there... All your builders are showing up with their cars and TV people and all that. Yeah, and, and, and that put a depressed thing on, too. And you know as well as I do that, man, somebody watches one of their shows and they build that car in 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. And then they come in my shop and I tell them it takes this long just to put a speaker in a door. And why can't you do it while I'm waiting? Well, you can wait. Still going to take the same amount of time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like that. And it's good for them to promote. Uh, and then you get to see it because you see them and they're not on TV. And you get to talk to them. And we might be standing somewhere and there's thousands of people around us and we're not talking about a car. Yep. You know, uh, you talk to Chip Foose, for instance, or somebody like that. You know, me and Antron Brown will talk about anything but drag racing. And we can talk for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, and have a good time because it's it's almost, you know, I went out there and you know what I did when I was in Vegas one afternoon. I, I was at the show, did my stuff. I exited stage left and went and shot 100 rounds. Sure. And, you know, but it, I did that. I, I want to do that while I was out there anyhow, but that ain't the story. It's the seminars um, are great for people. Uh, sometimes though the thing is like it was new to one individual and th that area is new so that it's all new but if I was to go to a seminar um, in my world uh, I probably it probably been a rerun in other words they're showing the same thing as they did two years ago or did something you know I'm, I go to seminars to learn how to in my world I do a lot of car dealer work Mm -hmm. Right. And sure, I can I can I can do the job and I know my price is right. So how do I get and I don't don't want to use get in the door, but show that car dealership how to do this accessory so it could help them sell more cars. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, can yeah, it's I, not it's not the actual function of putting it in. Right. It's why you got to have it. That's right. Or why your customer needs it. This car here that you sell customer. doesn't come with leather yep. for this kind more. I don't have, you don't have to upsell them to this and maybe they can't get bought on that car. Right. But they still get the seat heaters put in it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that, how to, to, to do it and get it going and, and make them care. Yeah. Cause you know, my world, I'm working on Audis to Volkswagens. I'm just not working on a Nissan. All I have to, I have, my tools only have to fit a Nissan, right? Oh, yeah, right. My tools have to fit everything. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody's different. So it, it's fun being in our industry. It changes. That's the crazy. Since I've been sitting here, I bet something new, something changed, something special with the CAN bus in Go my ahead. world. Yeah. You know, and we're putting more cameras and we're putting more sensors and we're doing things. And whatever I do to a vehicle, um, you know, I know what's going on in my store today, and by 5 o'clock, it'll get cleared out. I don't, you know, the crazy thing is with my name and how I come up with that, you would think that I restore cars. I don't. Right. Street toys. You think, oh, I'm a restoration guy. Now, I sell to a lot of restoration guys because we have a lot of good guys here in North Georgia. Oh, yeah. That I'll put up against any other state. 
that does restoration. And I sell a lot of product to them. Or we might handle that car at one point of the time in restoration. You know, they might be doing everything. And I'll put electronics in it before the carpet gets laid in or the the, the door panels get put back on. And I've worked with these interior guys for how many, two generations now. I'm working with their sons now that's running the business. And it's fun because, but I still want that. 61 Impala, mm-hmm. I want it in the morning, and I want it gone that night. I, You know, I see some of these shops, man, they walk past cars. I'm like, that car's been there for how long? Oh, yeah. Uh, that drive me nuts at night. Why is that car still sitting there? Now, we do. Sometimes I call a D-horse. We'll go get a dealer. A uh, dealer will bring me a vehicle the night before. Sure. That way at 830 in the morning, we'll work on it, not 9. Sure. And uh, they'll pick it up or, you know, um, they'll drop it off. and Maybe they don't have drivers to come until the next day. That's fine. My job's done. Yeah. Uh, You know, the invoice laying on dash. We're ready to go. Yeah. We're going to the next piece. That's right. I don't know. And I've worked. I've built race cars from the ground up. And there's some nights I can't sleep because I know I could have done that one more thing to get that yeah, far farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been yeah. there before. Yeah, yeah. You know, your Jan goes to bed and you're like, mm, yeah, right. Can I sneak out without the puppy knowing? I yeah. can go out to the garage yeah. and I can be out there for a couple hours. The phone's not ringing. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember what the tape measure said five minutes ago because somebody's not walking in and asked me if I want a glass of sweet tea. Yeah, yeah. Sweetness, yeah, but don't get me wrong, but yeah, you understand. I understand. I used to do, when I was driving and building my own cars, there's a lot of times where I would leave the store, go home, get James, get him out of school, maybe go home, eat supper, hang out for a while. At 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going back to shop. I turn the lights on, lock the door behind me, turn some tunes on, and I would start doing like bump steering or front end or start doing this because I wasn't getting interrupted. Yeah. Um, and, you know, is. I always told people, if we get slow, all I got to do is walk next door and touch my race car, and the phone's going to start weak, and the front door's going to open. <laughs> right? So it, it was, it's all good. You're going to come back uh, again and keep us updated on the new stuff and the Bluetooth We have stuff to. We have that. to. Okay. We got an, an exhaust on the, uh, on the EV cars. Yeah. We'll have to uh, get you hooked up on that and get your listeners uh, energized on that because it's not... Uh, you know, again, uh, we buy stuff and we got to accessorize it. I don't care if it's your shoes, you got to change your shoelaces, yep. if it's, you know, different things. We got, that's, that's why, you know, Henry Ford always wanted all black cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're different and we're going to keep. That's good. It will change. Life will keep going on. We're going to adapt, make the best of it. And um, we're going to go forward. I mean, every time we do something, I haven't seen us go backwards. I mean, in our industry, the cars no. didn't go back to square wheels. No, no. We're now we're we're in you know we're in Gainesville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now you're all over the South with dealerships and stuff like yep. that. How can people reach out to you and find out what you do, what products you carry, and 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 you know glean a little knowledge? There you go. So. We're in beautiful downtown Gainesville, Georgia, over on Hilton Drive. Um, you can catch us on the web at uh, streettoys.com. 
or call us at the store at, uh, and that's an easy number, 770-536-TOYS. So we've been there uh, January, it'll be 31 years, and uh, we're, we're going to continue to dig in. We love what we do, and we take care of, uh, make, we make people happy. We're working on your second biggest investment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. House being number one. Yep. Um, the trucks I'm working on now, though, bud, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're more than my first house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to kid you. Yeah, no. So, no, you no know, uh, you've got to have the right guys. I mean, my crew, it's not me. Um, when I first started, I was in the back of a pickup truck going mobile to the dealerships yep. and loving it. Yep. Range, hot, parking lot, didn't yep. care. I loved yep. it. Um, as time went on and age happens, um, I slowed down a little bit. I feel I feel that, and everybody else does when you get older. Oh, yeah. But it's your crew. Yeah, it's your crew. Uh, and I've got guys been there 14 to 18 years, mm-hmm. uh, and that's unheard of in our industry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, it must be because I'm so hard to work for. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but you know, and, and, our, and our shop, you know, I'm not too big. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and we... I've got customers wanting to know why we don't restore cars or do body work or paint. That's <laughs> for those exactly guys. <laughs> yeah, that's for those guys. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. So, that's right. But I appreciate you having me in Bud's Garage. Hey, man. It's, uh, it's always a, a good time uh, to have you around. And, uh, you know, we look forward to more of it. So We're still healthy and young. Yeah, yeah. And we are. Yes, sir. Well, folks, uh, we're going we're gonna to drift into some thank yous here. We want to thank Bill Nealis from Street Toys. DJ Bill. DJ, you still with us? I am. You are. Tell us why we call you DJ Bill. Thank you, bud. Well, I uh, host and generate the trivia games for the entire family, bar or pub trivia. DJ Trivia is the name of the organization. Log on to djtrivia.com and uh, read the clue of the day that I have written for you and go find a game and have some fun. And if you do so... In the North Georgia area, you just may find me hosting it as well. And he does a spectacular job. Thank you, sir. All right. We want to thank Jacobs Media for the studio. Uh, We want to thank you folks for listening. And Year One. Year One helps us. We're talking about building cars. Year One helps Bud out a lot in Bud's garage. And, uh, you know, I couldn't do it without him. If you've got a classic muscle car you're trying to restore, reach out to Year One. And uh, and they've got a... They've got a, not a catalog, but they have got a section of parts for your particular car, be it a Camaro, Firebird, uh, just see the whole list of cars they have. I would encourage you to get onto their website and get their emails every week, and uh, they have special deals all the time. And, uh, you know, check them out at yearone.com. Anybody else, Bill? I can't think of a one. Can't think of a one. Well, we'll be back with... Uh, him, I think, next week. Oh, yeah, him. And it'll all be good. Remember him? Yeah, vaguely. All right. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here on Bud's Garage or Bud's Garage Overdrive, I should say. Bud's Garage is our terrestrial radio show that you can pick up on AM 550 and FM 102.9 or on the same podcast platform that you're listening to us on right now. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.